Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hey, everybody. How's it going? I hope you're feeling good. I hope you're feeling energized. We got a very special bonus episode of Nerdificent, and I'm one of your hosts, Ify Wadiway, and sitting across from me is... Danny Fernandez, and today we are joined by comedian... He is the host of Collider Movie Talk and one half of the Schmoes Know, Mark Ellis. Oh, thank you guys for having me on this uh, special bonus episode. Yeah. Is this, is this not a normal episode? Is it a bonus because I'm the bonus or is it just like, hey, we do enough good content and we figured we'd just throw Mark a bone and let him come on here because <laughs> he's just so desperate to talk. Well, you're one of our few. So we're recording this before the movie has officially dropped and you and I and Ify all got to see it early or earlier, and so you're one of our few friends um, that got to see it. And Dorian actually was scheduled and then dropped out the last minute. So thanks, wow. Mark, for coming. Oh, <laughs> I, see what I really had to let yeah. him know he was a backup. I was gonna no. uh, keep that close here's, to my Here's chest. the thing: is I know Mark so well because he's one of my best, absolute best friends. And Mark is so busy all of the time, so I try to not ask him for favors. Unless I need it, I'll so. be honest with you. I uh, I was home. Uh, I was watching uh, the playoffs and it, the the Cleveland Indiana game had just started. And then uh, Danny texts me and she's like, "Hey, can you come and do this?" And I wrote her back. I was like, "If there's nobody else, uh-huh. then I am a hundred percent." And in. so we asked Danielle Radford, and she was busy. So then Mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Spoiler alert. The Cavs lose. Like, let's just there. I'm gonna help oh, you wow. out, my guy. Yeah, I don't oh, think wow. the Cavs oh, are no, gonna make it. No, he paused the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think, I, I think, I think Indiana might take it, but I think, I think the Cavs are actually. I think LeBron is just gonna turn into full. Uh, dare oh. we say Thanos slash T'Challa <laughs> mode based on who? Okay, you so root before for. we start saying anything of anything, this is a spoiler heavy. Review. Yeah, yeah. Definitely don't listen to this if you don't want to hear spoilers at all. If you haven't seen the movie, don't listen to this. But before you hit that, like, pause and save it, we'll give one word, just review without spoilers for people who are listening. And I'm like, oh, crap. Oh, Uh, can we get three words? (laughs) (laughs) 
are three words. Says Thank Danny, you. who's the only one here that's seen it twice. Yeah, I so. saw it twice. Yeah, th- I did. Yeah. So three words for people who are getting ready to pause this and are going to listen to it after three word review. Mine is. Wow, wow, wow. I love it. So you did just have one word. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 somehow it's more of an impact if you say that one word three times. Um, I'll go so you can think about yours, Mark. Mine would be tremendously funny, exclamation point, shocking. That, oh, oh, did you use the exclamation <laughs> yeah, point? To separate them. <laughs> People have been getting, so this is still spoiler free, this top part, but when I was at the premiere, I had a lot of people messaging me like, how was it? How was it? How was it? I was like, it was tremendously funny. And no one liked that answer. That was not what anyone wanted to hear, but it was tremendously funny and I refused to change my review. Anyways, Mark, your three words. All right. Well, I had a nomination and then that one just got usurped. So the nomination <laughs> was just going to be Purple People Eaters, um, which isn't really a spoiler because the Purple People Eaters for the Vikings in the 70s were good, but they never won a championship. So you don't really know which way I'm going with that. So I'm simply going to say my three words are MCU. And what I mean by that are multiple climaxes unfold. Oh, cool. Okay. You really did think about that. Thank you. God, you're a nerd. Uh, (laughs) So moving forward, y'all, this is a spoiler-heavy review. Spoilers. I really don't know, which I'll probably get into this with you, Mark, because you do so many reviews. I don't know how to talk about this film in general without spoilers. So I told Ify, we're going to have to do spoilers because I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to piss anyone off. Let's just do a spoiler-heavy review. Well, that was what was funny because I was like, oh, We'll just do a spoiler-free review up until the bump and then switch. But I was like, everything that we want to talk about, it would just feel so just bland because yeah. you're holding back like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah but anyways, were- we'll talk about that next time. And then this thing <laughs> happened that we're going to talk about next time. And people, to be fair, people have gotten in trouble. Forbes got in trouble for spoiling. Variety had a couple Variety, ones, yeah. people, other critics. I'm just like, y'all can't help yourself. Well, because the thing is, is there's an embargo <laughs> that they just ignored. You know, the- Well, it's not only the embargo, but I think they did actually spoil things that happened in the film. Yeah, so to my knowledge, there is a social media embargo that they usually do now with the huge movies, which means you can't even tweet about it until you see it. But that lifted like right after we got out of the premiere. The premiere yeah. So you could like tweet about it, unless you had Sprint, at which point you couldn't tweet at all because... Because you got no service at the theater. Um, (laughs) Such was the fate that befell me. So I had to wait until the next morning. But then 3 o'clock the next day is when the the embargo lifted to review the movie. But obviously, you don't want to spoil anything. And what I find interesting about these huge movies that everybody wants to see a review is that we hold back, at least with Schmoes, we hold back more than we normally would. A, because we know we're going to be doing a spoiler-heavy review. That's when we can get into it. But also, it's because, same thing with like a Star Wars movie, like, I don't want to be the guy that even hints at something that might ruin the yeah. movie for you. Oh, so yeah. it's a very – these reviews that we do, the non spoiler ones, are even more vague than usual. Yeah. Do you – this is probably a loaded question. But, I mean, do you feel like you even need the spoiler-free reviews? Yeah, because people want to watch it and see how you felt about a movie before they go see it. But, it, like, this is a movie that they're going to see regardless, especially your fans. Yeah. The hope is that they trust people like us enough to – see a review and see how we felt about the movie, but not give away anything. Whereas you run the risk with it. Like, look, if you're asking me personally, if I didn't already see Infinity War, I would not be listening to anybody. Yeah. I would mute all oh, yeah. I, I, I would wouldn't mute. even, 100%. I would delete the Twitter app. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, that, I that, agree. Like our friend Jeff, uh, he was like, I'll see you later, social yep. media. I'm yep. not going to be on social media until after, which is good. 
because I feel like people dropped the ball with Black Panther. I felt like the night it came out, spoilers, spoiler memes, spoiler. Oh, like, yeah. Like people were using plot points as memes, which is understandable, but it was like the night it came out. So I can only imagine like what's going to happen just premiere night for this movie. I mean, everybody wants to be first when it comes to social media anyway. Like, you want to be the first one to get, like, a funny meme in or to get, like, this hot take. But the other side of it is, like, look, I get that everybody loves social media and you're addicted to it, but have a little bit of willpower. Like, it's not cool to tweet spoilers, but also... Just don't – can you live without checking Twitter until you see the movie? Can you actually exist as a human being in 2018 and just not read a review until you see the movie? Yeah, well, before we even jump into it, here's a question that was very, very fought upon. I love talking about this story because it, it everyone has such a strong stance on whatever their stance is with this. So back uh, when The Force uh, – the Force Awakens, that was the first one, right? Mm-hmm. When The Force Awakens came out, <laughs> I was still writing for At Midnight, and every comedian wanted to do a joke on the show where they would yell, Han dies. Every comedian. <laughs> like, not every comedian, every Dick Trolley comedian. Yeah, like, yeah. wanted to do that bit where that's their answer. And we were like, no, and like someone snuck and did it, and we bleeped it out. Like, it was bleeped out. Like, that's the limit. That Chris wanted to go through, Chris Hardwick, he wanted to make sure, because, you know, he's a nerd, and also, since it's his show, it kind of falls on him. And then that was, like, I think week one or two that comedians started, like, comedians weren't super dicks, and they wanted to do it right away. Like, they waited, like, a week or two, and they wanted to do that. So we bleeped it, like, week two. Then, like, I think another week or two pass, and someone else wants to do it. And I think the person who eventually got to get away with doing it without any blocking was Jonah Ray. And uh, don't quote me on that, (laughs) but that's what I think. And so then people were so mad at Chris online where they're like, I still didn't get to see it. And so we had this big discussion in the writer's room of what is the cutoff? Like, when do we think the cutoff is for like spoilers when you should stop being mad about it? I was the harshest. I was like two weeks. Two weeks for a movie like Star Wars. For most other movies, I would say longer, but for a movie like Star Wars, Infinity War, Black Panther, you know this is going to be a culturally large movie, but also a movement, for especially for Black Panther. And I feel like when you have such a cultural touchstone of a movie, you can't help the zeitgeist from... Uh, plug to daily zeitgeist the zeitgeist from wanting to talk about it on social media you can't expect everyone to hold their conversations past two weeks yeah i mean i I think for something as big as han dying like that it's just such a huge thing that happened that it's like that's the biggest spoiler arguably of the last oh yeah uh, maybe of the 2000s i I mean that's a huge spoiler so i would say until a movie has finished its theatrical run which i know it's tough for showing at midnight but I get that people want to make that joke, but we're all professional comics here. Yeah. Like, can we not think of something else to say other than Han dies? That's topical, to baby, it? though. That's topical, baby. It's Once topical, it's out of it's, it's, it's topical, yeah. baby. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, Danny, so did you're you know, saying, did you have that ruined? Yep. You had the Han thing <laughs> oh, ruined so this for is, you? Yeah, you know is, who ruined it? Who? Brody Reed. Really? Mm-hmm. We were on a shoot together, and I said, yeah, I heard that um, like Chewbacca dies, and he was like, no, worse, Han and uh he was like yeah my friend told me 
Wow. My my thing is I would have let you go in thinking that. Like that would have been f- a funny like fake out for you to think that he was going to die. Did you know that he had in, it, like prior in, like insider information because this was before the movie came out, right? Mm-hmm. So did you know that he had like privileged knowledge of what happens? I mean, or when you, you live and work in Hollywood, theories? if you want to find something out, that's what's funny. I mean, as much as people might say that you can't, if you want to know something, there's ways to find out. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what's different. In retrospect, I'm happier. Like, I love Han Solo. I'm glad they killed Han and not Chewie because I watched these new Solo uh, trailers. Yeah. And I love Chewbacca so much. <laughs> and, like, you you always don't kill the dog, but especially not that dog. Like, oh, I it was so like what we were talking about with Hector when Hector was like on Hector's MCU episode. And Hector was like, oh, yeah. And I was working. And he said, you know, one of the other editors like brought me into the room and showed me, oh, sh- like we're going to have Thanos and showed me like a purple guy on the screen. So, yeah, our friends, you know, they, they keep that to themselves, but. Some of them. Speaking uh, of which. The what? Avengers. Back when you could only have six heroes in a movie yeah. and get away with it. Yeah. I'm going to text Hector so when we get to the spoiler part of this review to say that. Because if you listen to the MCU This episode, is the spoiler part, Ify. We haven't spoiled anything I yet. I know, but we're. So the, airs, the ears are still I mean, fresh. if you haven't no. seen The Force Awakens, we spoiled yeah, I know. Can you imagine stuff, stuff? But I mean, yeah. like, you know. <laughs> we should. Uh, so we saw a film. And y'all saw a film. If you're listening, you saw hopefully this film, which was Avengers Infinity War. So moving forward with our spoiler yes. heavy review. This is your last spoiler alert. You might be annoyed at this point, but you know what? We will still have someone writing us saying that we spoiled the movie for them. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> right after I say this is our last spoiler alert. I'm going to say they kicked it off with killing Loki real quick, like right out the gate. Like, and I thought it was great because it was such a cool flip from the first Avengers where Mm -hmm. you had Hulk just bashing around Loki at the end of that movie. Like he was a rag doll. And then Thanos comes in, kills Loki and does the same thing to Hulk. Yeah. Like, holy crap. And that was such a cool fight to see just on a like basic nerd level because there's not many people who can go toe-to-toe with a Hulk and like be his size so to see them both go toe-to-toe and it just my nerd wheels were churning right there because I was like oh this is smart Hulk because Thanos can't beat Hulk like that Hulk is a broken character who's written because the matter he gets the stronger he gets and that's an infinite loop until he is undefeatable but you know, I didn't even see Thor Ragnarok, but even from the trailers, you can tell like he was smarter, like he was communicating with Thor. He was about two years old, so yeah. he was like starting to like <laughs> yeah. learn words and stuff like that. And in the comics, Smart Hulk isn't as strong because he's smarter. So he that's the trade off is he's not. So to see like Thanos just mop this Hulk around and and they killed Heimdall right off there didn't Ugh. even didn't even real, realize it was Heimdall because the dreads like I was like what <laughs> who is this new black guy they added yeah, to Thor that they immediately killed <laughs> yeah no yeah yeah I, you know and that's what I said I feel bad um who was it I think RB3, our friend, Mm -hmm. he wrote a very innocent, sweet, adorable tweet. And it was like, why do we have to have people die? Like, why can't you just want your heroes to live? What's wrong with that? I wholeheartedly agree. No, I was like, I replied and I said, because then there's literally no weight or stake to these films. 
most people agree, but someone's like, you would have stakes and still have everybody live. No, no come on. Can't. It's not the Trust same. Us. And also, Dragon Ball fans, we'll let you know. Yes, that's what Iffy and I talked about. You have to, which we'll get to about the end of this, how this movie ended. But I really think you need to start one. That poster is way too busy. There are way too many characters <laughs> on it. We cannot add any more. We got to knock some of these guys off. Oh, yeah. Okay. That just aesthetically. And then um, we want new blood coming in, which means old blood needs to leave, which means old blood, if you're like, well, they can retire. No, they can't. You think that these men um, and women, but I was going to say specifically Captain America and Iron Man can just sit back and watch as the world, they can just retire? No, they're going to be in it for life. That's, That's what like, I liked about the movie, too, yeah. is like like Tony and Pepper, they're talking about having a kid, and like they're he just can't. like, and then all of a sudden he already this proved thing happens. that wrong. Yeah, it's like, no, no, babe, this is even bigger than when New York got attacked. This is even bigger than when we lifted an entire country yeah and this is this is even bigger so now i have to put on my new iron man jumpsuit and flip around which i thought was great like watching him interact with dr strange for the first time watching him wong dr strange uh and then hulk join and hulk throughout the movie he's not hulk throughout the movie he's bruce just going through what most men his age go through yeah he just keeps trying to get the hulk yeah and he's like let's try again no, i didn't even minutes. put that together it's, so, Mark. it's such yeah. an ed so funny. well maybe there's a reason why i put it together quicker than you did <laughs> yeah but it's just one of those things where like every guy's been in some level of that situation they want to perform and they can't i gotcha but what's what's cool to too is like yeah that was a fun little mini arc that was going on which was bruce trying like it was a total flip on his journey up until this point his journey was trying to suppress the Hulk. He should be in heaven now because the Hulk does not want to come out. But now instead, he realizes that he needs the Hulk just as much as the Hulk uh, needs him, I guess. Yeah, it's it's really cool to see that. And like, There's just so much goodness in the movie in general. Like, oh, yeah. The movie is a lot funnier than I thought it's it so would yeah. be. Tremendously I mean, funny. Knew, we know Exclamation it's, point. It's like an MCU movie, so we know that there's probably going to be jokes in there, but just from the trailers, it looks like a very different movie because like thor ragnarok which uh if you get on that i mean yeah it's it, it's so funny and there's a little bit of drama and then black panther there's a lot of drama and some good humor in there yeah and this was a nice combination of both of, of both of those yeah. like i i found myself shocked at how much i was laughing particularly there's a lot of funny stuff from everybody like iron man and peter parker have a lot of great things but thor and rocket yes. raccoon were killing me. Oh, Thor yeah. calling so, him Rabbit yeah. is just one of the fun... I was howling in the theater. Yeah, that was actually the only like little preview or snippet I saw of the movie because I was trying to avoid... I was trying to go in blind, <laughs> but there was just this one like scene that was on Twitter and it was that scene where they have Thor on the bed and like everyone's talking about how hot Thor is and and then just Chris Pratt uh you know Star-Lord yes. being just super jealous and that was one of the funniest scenes and just like seeing them banter back and forth and him like trying to deepen his voice to compare and he's like are you mocking me i'm not mocking you it was just so good on a comedic level i love so much of the comedy of it and i think that you had to do that i think that it was so it could have been really dark and it was in a lot of places and i love the fact that they flip flopped it constantly it was like a really dark scene and then immediately it would be a funny scene and then someone would be about to die but still like thor but still making jokes you know and i i thought that was smart yeah, and the way they could shift tones so quickly between having like a funny Guardians one-off, and then the next thing you know, we're in this scary new place, 
and there's like a Grim Reaper there. It turns out to be Red Skull, which oh is my awesome. Gosh. I love that surprise. Yeah. I loved even more finding out that it was played by my more talented I twin, know. Ross Marquand. My friend Ross. And I saw him at um, the premiere, and I, I can't say what I said, but it was basically like, you turd. I you I didn't know that. He said that they recorded that last November. So not even this November, but last November. And wow. he has not been able to tell anyone. And I just checked IMDb. It is still not listed. He has to sit he, on that. Yeah, no, yeah. it's not because they don't want to give away that Red Skull was yeah, in that, it. Which and was so it's a not it's not listed at all. Great reveal. Was it was a really great reveal to have a, an this old Red Skull, and then like they just kind of body him in that same statement because they say that you know when he touched the Infinity Stone, he was banished to this plane to like take people to the Soul Stone, so he can't leave. Which also opens up a question that since Thanos got the Soul Stone, does that mean the Red Skull is now free? Ooh, ooh, yeah. I love. I, I didn't even think about yeah, that. I like that. Because yeah. Red Skull's just been waiting for somebody yeah. to come grab this godforsaken thing yeah. off this planet so I can just go about my day-to-day, see how my, my kids, see if Toby Jones is still alive, hang out with my Nazi buddies, <laughs> get some tiki torches, and go march. I mean, that was one of the things I initially had a problem with in, in the movie that I'm still kind of wrestling with is that in order to get the Soul Stone, you have to sacrifice something you love. And up to that point, Thanos just always seemed like a character to me that was incapable of love. So even when he tosses Gamora over there, it's like, but did you really love her? See, she was your adopted daughter. You adopted a lot of people. You thought she was a warrior. I get it. Did you really love her, though? I followed the thread that Marvel fed me, which was when they first interact. He could have. He had no reason to try and get Gamora. He could have gotten that stone and rolled out. But remember, he set it up. So that they would come to the collector. Then he set up reality so that she can see herself kill him and how she would feel. Like he did all that just to see like how she would feel. And then after all of that BS, the moment that he had her by the throne and she was talking smack to him and he still didn't. Like all through the movie, he took no mess from anyone else. Like anybody talked back to him, anyone crossed him in any way, he was so quick to kill him. So to see how soft he was with Gamora, that's where I was kind of reading that thread. Yeah, it was like, again, to use the Star Wars comparison, it's like Darth Vader had to be broken down, or at least to us, the audience. Darth Vader, through the course of the classic trilogy, has to be broken down from this big bad into somebody who we actually do believe can feel something. And Thanos, like, I just hadn't crossed that threshold. Did you buy it? Like, Like when he has the tear come down, were you like, okay, I'm buying that tear means that he actually loves this person? I don't know if it was a love, like, I love her as my daughter, or if it was like, now I am truly alone. Like, that's kind of how it came across to me. Okay. But yeah. he's been alone, and that's kind of what she was saying to him. And it was like, no, this was the one thing that I think he did have pride in. I think he really did pride himself in the way that he raised her. But as far as love, love, yeah, I I agree. I don't, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I know, I understand that that was the, what they were trying to convey, but that's not how I felt. Yeah, I feel like that, like, I only got it because I saw the threats, but I do think they could have done more. And I think that would have had to be done earlier, like not in this movie. I yeah, because they already been, had so yeah, much. Because, like, you saw that conflict between Nebula and Gamora, and you saw the jealousy that Nebula had for Gamora because Thanos always loved her. And I feel like those are the seeds, and that's kind of what resonated with me. Is like, oh, and just even when he brought Gamora into Nebula and he saw that she did know, he never used any physical harm to Gamora. Like, he was just like, mm-hmm. you're lying to me. 
Just tell me, like, that's kind of what cued me in, but I do think there could have been more seeds planted along the way. And also people would have liked it because you, you would have got more of a taste of Thanos, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, just, I thought he was, like, one of those kind of deadbeat dads who doesn't really care about his daughters. Like, And then and then Nebula was just jealous because, like, Gamora would get a Porsche on her 16th birthday <laughs> and she got, like, a word processor or something. It's just nowhere near what the other one got. But yeah. the love thing, it, it's something I'm starting to buy into. And just the acquisition of all the stuff stones i thought was really cool oh, and then obviously yeah. the utilization of the time stone at the end that to just was, throw such us all for a a big, was pretty sweet well, it, it was so funny and like not funny but crazy because that was the first time he used the time stone and it's because he just got it because he got it from uh, uh dr, dr. Strange. strange which was that was the one that kind of fell flat for me uh what yeah. I was the opposite. Doctor yeah. Strange? Well, no, no, no. His whole thing, I loved it, but him giving up the stone, oh. I didn't see anything. Which, he couldn't. Well, uh, here's my theory then. Because remember, or if you haven't seen it yet, there was a point when they were You've seen in- it. You're um, still listening. You've yeah, seen it. yeah. What was the name of Squidward's? Oh, what? yeah, but one of Thanos's- Children. Yeah, hen henchmen or whatever, uh, his who, kids. Who was yeah. one of my favorite jokes is when he was referred to as Squidward. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> when they're on his ship, Doctor Strange tells Tony, he's like, look, mm -hmm. it's my duty. It's my whole existence to protect this stone. So if it's between protecting the stone or you or, uh, you know, or that kid, Peter Parker- I'm going to choose the stone. See, I heard some people bandy this theory about that, that Doctor Strange, you know when he's seeing all those like That's visions? what I was going to say. Yeah, is Go that ahead. like the one instance where he saw them winning was him releasing the stone. And so I think that he still honored his oath because he found out the only way to truly protect the time stone is to release right. it. It's kind of like, you know, you, you have a kid and then the only way to really take care of your kid mm -hmm. is to let them go to college yeah. and get out of the house. <laughs> or when you're 18, you're on your own because it's good for you. Such a weird analogy, but yeah, yeah that so wasn't, that's. I wasn't uh, fully. <laughs> a lot of kid analogies for somebody who would just love to have a vasectomy. Well, we'll you know? uh, God. On that note, um, we'll talk more about Doctor Strange and those stones right after this. Right here, right now, find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today 
at purdueglobal.edu. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. So we are back, and I wanted to talk about Doctor Strange specifically because I really liked him in this. So I remember when we had Hector on and we were breaking down the MCU, and Hector was like, yeah, he was a little bit more brooding or like, you know, he kind of just was mm-hmm. glossing over it. This, I really did feel like he was, you know, had more of an attitude. It was fun seeing him. Like he said to Tony Stark, it was like, oh, unlike everyone else, I don't work for you. Yeah. You know, I really like that. I loved that scene where he's fighting Thanos and then he multiplies himself. Oh, Everybody was, went crazy in we the theater. Went wild because that was like, that's Doctor Strange. Yeah. Like when you read oh, Doctor Strange, so that's cool. his moves, man. And when he just went, it was so good. <laughs> it was like, like, yeah, I was geeked up. And his cape alone performed I know, harder than the some of the other superheroes cape. in the movie. But I do want to say that I felt like he, aside from the fact that, yes, he probably saw that one instance where they win and it was giving up the stone, I do want to say that I think Tony grew on him in some way where he was like, didn't feel right in watching this man die right before him. I think it got to him. Of anything, he's still a person. Like, he's still yeah. human. I mean, seeing all those people fade away, which is, it's something that I think that people inside our bubble mm-hmm. that really, like, digest this stuff day in and day out and are hyper aware of not just the present but the future of the MCU and that you know Black Panther 2 is all we know that's coming out we know yeah. another Spider-Man movie is coming out that actually took some of the emotional weight of the deaths away from me like the yeah. vision is its own thing I, I think vision is like dead dead I think Gamora is dead dead but when I saw it was either T'Challa or Peter Parker start to fade away. Mm-hmm. Whoever fades away yeah, first. Yeah, when they took T'Challa, it was like, oh. In my head, I'm like, okay, we're all going to so be okay. So these don't matter. Yeah, it's like, this is going to be solved somehow. This is not a permanent loss. So everybody else that faded away, I was like, oh, well, that sucks for them, but they're probably just going on a nice vacation. Yeah, well, that's what's interesting about it is all those people like Vision and Gamora that you think are dead, dead. I think, no, I think this is going to be in the cinematic universe what we refer to in the comic book as a huge retcon. We're going to see lots of switches, lots of swaps, lots of changes. But also I think basically in order to get all those people back, they're going to have to alter reality. And I think Gamora's going to be back, especially since James Gunn couldn't uh, be at the premiere. Oh. Uh, what? Mm-hmm. No, no. Yeah. No, what were you saying? That was like a different oh, uh, what? No, I was I was I was going to say oh because there's probably another Guardians. Yeah, yeah. And remember, not... yeah, James Gunn couldn't be at the premiere cuz he was shooting the next Guardians. But she could be there. And Chris Pratt could be. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, all the other yeah. the only Guardian that wasn't there was Bradley Cooper. Um And he hasn't been at 
any of these pretty much. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's just, the truth. He yeah. hasn't been at a lot of the premieres. But what's interesting to me is something that, because Danny had mentioned this theory that she has that I don't know if it's swirling around other circles, but it's a great theory. So I'll give you the floor, which is. Uh, oh, yeah. So when, because here's the thing. So if we're going to talk about the ending scene, we're just skipping ahead, which is fine, because I really do want to address this. So. Everyone turning to Ash and whatnot when when Thanos snaps his fingers. Here's two things that I don't understand. One, I mean, they were crying. There was people sniffling. I understand that to some extent. But there was actively a woman, Mark, in front of us at the premiere yeah. who was visibly upset. She, like, <coughs> threw her hands up in the air and was like, oh, well, oh, oh, like that. She kept doing that. I'm like... Honey, calm down. Peter Parker has a three-film contract deal. <laughs> He's not going anywhere, sweetheart. I will, I will say, though, like, Peter Parker's disappears the only thing that got something out of me, and it was because because when he, his was the most dramatic, he goes, was, I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. I don't. And he's holding on the t- And you're like, he's just a kid. That was the one I do agree because. But everyone else, yeah. Even though we know it's just temporary for Peter, he's still a kid and it was emotional. But the others, I just, you know, people were leaving the, the theater crying. And I was like, here's what you need to be concerned about. You don't need to be concerned about T'Challa. Okay, that's their new boy. Like they know he's the moneymaker. He's going to be one of the new stars with multiple films y'all are fine peter parker y'all are fine most of the people that disappeared in the ash are fine what you need to be concerned about are the people who didn't die that's iron man they should have taken that man and they didn't okay and captain america didn't die those are two iconic two of the longest stars that have been on there and they didn't go That's what I'd be concerned with because that probably means in the next movie, they're going to be gone and all those other new blood, the new blood that came in, isn't. You're going to have to trade their lives or some sort of thing. Like like they're going to have to have some sort of noble sacrifice that allows everybody else to come back. But the point you made, like somebody at the premiere crying, if you're at the premiere, you probably have some sort of connection. Oh, no, and I don't want to seem like an awful person. Like I got choked up in a couple of scenes, but I mean like being so upset, like some of the people that said they were so upset about the ending, I'm very confused about. I I agree with you. And that's why I'm really curious to see how this movie plays just uh, for people that are outside of our bubble, particularly for little kids. Like I remember my dad took me and my little brother to go see the animated Transformers movie that came out in the 80s. And my dad was so upset after we were leaving because they kill Optimus Prime oh, in that yeah. movie. And my dad is like, look, I took off work. I got the kids out of school to go watch the Transformers thing. And they kill the hero. What's going on here? I wonder, because there's going to be a lot of kids that are going to this movie oh, yeah. excited to see Spider-Man. And they're going to be dressed like Black Panther. And they're going to see their heroes turn to dust. And they're not going to know what we know, that they're making more of these movies. They're just going to think, oh, what? happen and their parents got to explain that to them that's going to be a hard sell oh yeah that's good but it's going to be the beauty of it because (laughs) they they'll have the beauty of like actually enjoying the material as it should be but also that brings us to a good point where it's like yeah there are going to be a lot of kids but this is a very adult film like that's Mm -hmm. and i feel like we forget that when we see people in capes and suits but we're talking we're using you know words we can't even use on this podcast in that movie you know and that kind of is something to also consider as a parent that like, yeah, this is rough, uh, but also this is rated PG-13. It was the only way, I think, for the MCU to go. I mean, again, I don't know if they had to go that heavy with it because I always harken back to Empire Strikes Back. Like, everybody wants to compare this to Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back had a rough ending, (laughs) but one guy got frozen for a while and another dude lost his hand. 
That's it. <laughs> and this movie, every hero in every frame at the end of the movie yeah, is just fading to in dust. In the next That's... movie, the guy got unfrozen and the other guy got a robot hand. That's going to be the next movie. He got movie. a robot hand by the end of Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> yeah. He was already new-handed, and, yeah. he's, and he's put his arms over Leia, which is still well, a little weird in retrospect. But You, you know. know, I actually enjoy that they ended it this way because... If you know that they're going to come back, I feel like there's not as much weight to it. And that's what I was saying. But I, I don't mind this ending because I think it kept it to me. I was like, oh, well, that's fun. That keeps it fun then because we don't know oh, where yeah. they are. You know, yeah, we think that they're dead. Maybe they're not, but they're definitely not permanently dead. So um, I guess piss off people, but I don't <laughs> see a reason to be pissed off. I mean, here's here's the way to look at it. And here's the way I like to look at it as the one who reads comes. They're dead. They're dead right now, but they'll come back. We'll alter reality. We'll come back. Who knows? Maybe Wanda will come back. That was what was weird, too, because uh, Wanda disappeared, right? Uh, she, she was one of the people who disappeared, if I remember correctly. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, and that kind of like, because, you know, as fans, we're thinking of theories as it happened. And, then, and when I saw her there with Vision, I was like, oh, because I don't know how they explain her powers in the MCU. I'm probably going to look it up while you guys talk for this next portion. But Wanda's powers in the comic her mutant ability is to alter reality like that is her powers so my big thing was like oh they're just going to use wanda to alter reality and bring everything back yada yada and she disappeared and i was like oh okay so that was fun for me as a fan where it's like how are they going to get out of this? I was, and, and I'm about to max out my uh, my nerd discovery card right here because I used to play Magic <laughs> the Gathering. And uh, Magic the Gathering, if you have a card, if you have a creature that gets killed, there's two kind of versions of dying in that game. One is your card goes to the graveyard. graveyard and or the graveyard exile. means you can summon something back if you can cast the proper spell. And then there's other times when if your character gets killed, they're removed from the game entirely. So I think Vision is like removed from the game. I yeah, think Gamora is removed out. from the game. I think everybody else and is just kind of chilling in the graveyard. I think Loki's done. Loki's done. removed from the game. Yes. And and yeah. And uh, but then I think like th- that's why that post credit scene was so cool is because Sam Jackson as Nick Fury seemed like the only one that as he's fading away is aware of what's happening. Like this is some sort of weird prophecy that was foretold that this could happen. And so he knew that, oh, this is happening to me. There's only one person I can call and it's Brie Larson. Yeah, I actually love the fact now that I think about it that the Russo brothers not only trolled you with the ending of like, hey, you you know all these new characters that you love? We're going to kill them. Um, I love that they did that. And then they trolled you again by not having a mid credit scene that everybody in the theater was like, what? It just like, faded uh, away. And yeah. then it also said, <laughs> it, it didn't say the Avengers will return. It said, it said Thanos, Thanos will, will return. return. And was... people booed. <laughs> so I wanted to touch on two things here in this review. One is Wanda and Vision. God, I love the fact that they got to have these moments together. We in got Scotland, to see this relationship yeah. that's been trying to bud um, privately, you know, and and I loved those moments. I think it made, I agree that he's gone for good because I think that they finally gave him this type of send-off where we got to see him with his love. We got to see these intimate, vulnerable moments, and then they took him. But who would you rather watch in the bedroom? Would it be Vision and Scarlet Witch, or would it be Hulk and uh, Black Widow? Oh, yeah. That was... Uh... When she saw him, like that's the, that's that's what I want to see for the potentiality of it, because apparently Bruce can't really summon the Hulk right now, and so you're just watching a normal porn with people. But Vision and Scarlet Witch is interesting as to what they would do to each other. I love that that's where your head goes, Mark. 
I, look, uh, I had to pull myself out of this magic. Of the you know, we hole. we strive here to at least go one episode without talking about porn, and we have failed. Yeah, you picked we the right guy to do it. Failed. I don't watch it, but I'm just saying. All right, no. sh- you don't have to lie. Uh, I think that I would actually. <laughs> when I saw Peter and Gamora, I'm like, how is okay. Yeah. I'm assuming that everyone has never mind, I'm not even gonna go. Yeah, that's just like a Captain Kirk kind of thing. Like Captain Kirk dated aliens. You know, sometimes yeah, but when you're with an alien, you kind of I think of it as the shape of water thing. It's like are mm-hmm. the parts the same? What's going on here? That's a good point because Gamora looks the same as as a human lady, but maybe the pants come yeah. off and it's just like some like weird like looking squid monster and down P- there. Peter's into it. So um <laughs> Let's talk about Thanos yeah, yeah. as our villain. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about this, and I want to. I want to talk about this from because I got to get a real introspective look at this. I'm. I'm going to start this off with y'all know me. I'm a Black Panther fanboy before the movie. Real big Black Panther. He was my first hero who was not only black but African. But I went into this movie with a real introspective look at Thanos because uh, you know Mark's good friend. And co-host on Schmoes No said that <laughs> Thanos dethroned Killmonger. Uh, that as, was his tweet as leaving a, the premiere. Yeah. And I was like, ooh. And I, I didn't just totally be like, oh, no. I was like, okay, let's see. Because before we even go into this, I want to say what makes Killmonger such a good villain is because we side with him. He's human. We can see how he made the mistake. And at the end of the day, at his climax, his wants and needs are selfish. But... His whole drive is not. He wants to liberate oppressed people. Thanos, I will say, kind of similar. His whole goal is to cut the universe in half because the resources are running low. And that's a OD way to handle, you know, the situation at hand, especially when you think that he has the infinity gauntlet and could make uh, anything happen. And instead of doubling resources he thinks he should cut the universe in half um, <laughs> that's a good plot hole but i'm sure uh, that's he... just a comic book plot hole and Thanos not... just sick of people i mean you see the end of the movie he just wants a cabin by himself he's just like, he's oh. so tired. it's kind of like me like i just i just want to live away from everybody yeah, else maybe he should stop kidnapping children if he wants peace and quiet that's what i'm saying he never loved her in the first place um i agree though iffy that i feel thanos and killmonger have some like where they want what's best for humanity yeah I think essentially, and that means killing people in their mind. Um, I think I've made this point before, but that's how I feel. Everyone, um, no one's ever on board with me about Poison Ivy, but she literally thinks that you should kill humans because humans are ruining the planet. Yeah, and she's a plant person. Yeah, she's so, she's just like kind of like a uh, she's kind of like Sting. She's not know? wrong. She wants to save the rainforest. Yeah, no, a lot of these villains aren't wrong in that humans are ruining things, and we should get rid of them. Well, that's, <laughs> or parts of them. It's one of the things that makes a great villain. It's like a, it's like What's your recruiting pitch? So I I think it's a close race between Killmonger and and Thanos. And And I I would still throw Loki in there because Loki, to me... Is just such a fun villain because mm-hmm. he's such a fun trickster. Oh yeah, but uh, he he could not sell me anything. Like I, I don't believe Loki anymore. Yeah. Like, like if he's telling me no, Mark, come with me and you'll be my henchman. You can do all this. I'm like, I think I'm good. I just don't really trust you. Yeah. If Killmonger's recruiting me, there's a very good chance that I buy into what he's saying. If Thanos is recruiting me. A little bit less so. Yeah. I don't think yeah. that necessarily makes him a weaker villain than Killmonger. Yeah. I mean, if they fight, we know who's winning. Yeah. But Killmonger had more of an emotional connection with. I think I'd probably still have to agree with Christian that Thanos, I think, is a little bit cooler of a villain simply because of the power that he represents. 
but it's really close, and I oh, just man. saw Infinity War, so I think I'm, I'm going to be going back and forth. I just feel like he one. doesn't have the same passion that Killmonger does. My thing isn't even the passion. Is Killmonger is a new type of villain that we haven't seen and we don't get to see, especially not in the uh, MCU. Yeah, yeah. In, in just movies general, Thanos is the same. Thanos is Darkseid. Thanos is Doctor Doom. Thanos is Magneto. There's like an air of where you can follow where it begins, but at the end, they only want power. Killmonger wanted power, but he also wanted to disperse the power. He wanted he wanted to give the weapons to oppress people. He didn't want the power for himself. He wanted to share it. As a matter of fact, that's where the big battle, quote unquote, uh, Ryan Stanger says his son always calls the big fight in Marvel movies the big <laughs> battle. Uh, so like that's where the big battle takes place is he's getting ready to ship these weapons to oppressed people around the world and then try and expand the empire. But doesn't seem like he wants to be the top dude. He wants everyone to have their own power. But where- I do think that a part of him, and that's what set him as, uh, apart from T'Challa, is that he did, in fact, want credit for everything. Oh, he wanted, of course. Like, they're going to know us. They're going to know, like, I'm on top. He was like a flashier, upside-down world version of Black Panther, where instead of T'Challa being royal and regal, and they did such subtle things where even when Shuri was showing T'Challa the suit, and he was like, no, I don't want to be noticed. Yeah. And then immediately Killmonger was like, I want to be the flashiest. Yeah. I want to be the most Gold- noticed. I want to be so I do think that he does still have that aspect to him but I feel he was when I met with passion was I believe his vulnerability more I believed his emotions more than let's dissect when Killmonger cried I believed him more than when Thanos cried is what I meant a thousand percent and that's an element of a villain but but I would also take somebody like Joker who is the the total opposite of these kind of villains we're yeah. talking about, where the reason why we like Joker so much is because he's so unpredictable. Yeah. Because as Alfred said, some men just want to watch the world burn. And it's like, oh, man, that's awesome. Oh, so yeah. I was kind of wrestling with, 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 because Thanos walks in both of those worlds a little yeah. bit. I don't think Killmonger wants to watch the world burn. No. He just wants to get credit for being the guy that stopped it from burning. Yeah. And he also wants to wear, in my opinion, the cooler of the suits <laughs> because that was Wake Forest colors. Was yeah. the, he, was, he, was, he could have had the black it and gold suit. Like if you back put to me Lake in that Forest. position, I am. He has I'm a tattooed saying, on his I'm, body. I'm taking so. the Demon Deacon costume <laughs> all day long over the Black Panther Northwestern colors. I'm glad that we have these different villains because for Loki, Loki to me is like charming. You know, yeah. like he's more like that's the type of villain that I feel. I, and for me, I don't know. I just feel like Killmonger's more passionate, and then I feel uh, Thanos is more. I just don't see him. He's more like he's a removed. Guy. He's more removed. Yeah, yeah. I feel like so, and not as tangible. I think for some reason that's how I feel. He's more like statuesque, like you said. Yeah, like a god, where he's kind of just making orders and and things, as opposed to. We all have had that moment though, where it's like that. That's the first time I really uh, identified with Thanos was right at the end when he walks out of his cabin, and you can just see him sitting on a rocking chair, just cracking open a beer, like who? It has been a day, you know. I'm just I've, oh I'm man, done. I'm gonna um, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna kick up back on my feet and watch some ball games. Oh man, yeah. That's there's just like, and this is more to to him being a good villain, but there's just something nefarious about someone doing something like cutting the world in half. And it's like, yeah, but I'm not. It's all fair. It's all fair. Rich or poor, just cutting it in half and killing half of people. You know, like that just seems very current. 
<laughs> people who think they're fair. Yeah. And they're just screwing over a group of people, but they think, you know, I'm fair. So it's all good. And even the fact that we like even the fact that, that like if you and Christian were in the room, you guys had got to have this debate. The fact yeah. that we are in this place now with the Marvel Cinematic Universe where the one, you know, kind of Achilles heel has always been perceived as well. They don't have great villains. The oh, fact yeah. that the last two movies oh, yeah. have delivered arguably the best two villains alongside Loki. Yeah, I, I think that's mm -hmm. such a boon to what this thing is doing. And it's like. It just keeps on going. Like you saw all those people on stage at the premiere, and you're like, "Well, this is the culmination of ten years, and we're all gonna have to rebuild after this." They're not rebuilding yet. Yeah, they're still going. Oh yeah, and I just uh, to move on to the next part is just talking about just the. I feel like there were a lot of achievements made in this movie. Like you know, just seeing all these worlds come together to see to really see how that this is 10 years in the making and to see all these movies come together seamlessly I was like you would have never been able to pitch this to anyone 10 years ago that like don't worry in 10 years we're going to do a whole bunch of movies and the worlds are going to collect come together you know like the way we had to do it back in the day is be like oh all of Quentin Tarantino's movies exist in the same universe because there's one tiny clue in every movie like that's as much as you can get <laughs> so to build all these movies around this it was impressive to see and to finally have a Spider-Man feel like Spider-Man in an Avengers movie. Like, you know, Civil War, he was there, but he didn't really get to Spider-Man out. Yeah. And in this movie, he really was like just that line with uh, he was like, I'm Doctor Strange. He's like, oh, we're using our fake names. I love that. Oh, Spider-Man. He was funny. Oh. Like the 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 callback to Civil War. When he said, you remember that old movie, that really old movie, Aliens? Aliens? Yeah. yeah. And it's just funny. And, and to speak to your point a little more, it's like what's very interesting about the MCU right now is it first of all after this movie Kevin Feige probably just sat back like Thanos did at the end of this movie yeah. just like I'm just going to relax for a minute. Yeah. But what Marvel recently announced is that they're not going to be doing a Hall H panel this summer. Oh damn. Which which indicates two things to me. One is that if you don't know what Hall H is go check out our comic con. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's where all the the studios unveil like their new projects and stuff and it's always this big marketing play for all the studios and the fact that they're not going to show anything at Comic-Con from either Captain Marvel, which is the net... Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to come out early July. But are we sure this isn't just their usual ploy for to get people to go to D23? It, what's interesting about it is that D23, the next D23 isn't until after the sequel to Infinity War comes out. Wait, wait. The next D23 isn't this year? No. That's all you have to say. No. Because, yeah, because remember when it's D23 year... They hold back on Comic Con and just yeah. save it for D twenty three. I think it's so, August of of two thousand nineteen. Because oh, then, they had a uh, this is wild. They did D twenty three in uh, in Tokyo in February oh, um, of this year, and then they're not doing it again. So I think that they want to take their time, but I think that they're also a little curious to see if this Disney acquiring Fox deal shakes out and what that means. Because if they acquire Fox, it's going to take some time to get that done. But once that gets done. Now you have all these other characters that may be able to come into your universe, like the X-Men, oh, yeah. Deadpool, X-Force. I think they're already working on, like, I'm sure that they've already added them into the scripts. Yeah, we talked uh, about this a bit, how I'm pretty sure that deal's going to go through. Like, I feel like it's going to take a freak thing. You know, it basically, if that damn Comcast, Time Warner <laughs> merger happened, then you might, like, might as well. But to take a step out of the review review and just talk about movies in general this is an interesting kind of move because that would mean that disney would own a huge stake in just 
movie properties. Yeah. A lot of the movies coming out are from Disney. Which could be very dangerous because you don't want a studio having a monopoly on movies. That's how we go back to the... Because remember, there was a time where movies were stale and TV was better than movies. This was the Breaking Bad era where we were like, movies aren't that good. And, and now, you know, with studios like A24, the smaller indie studios, those movies blowing up and pushing the bigger studios to take risks. That's yeah. how we've kind of gotten into this new dare i say renaissance of movies of films where we can get the moonlights where we can get the get outs and when you have a studio just kind of owning most of the market share that can kind of almost bully smaller movies then you risk no pushes i'm just looking at the d23 schedule to make sure but yeah <laughs> i thought some uh... i saw people tweeting about it today so don't, I don't worry know. I'll, I'll retweet you and call you out your name we if will you you'll be corrected <laughs> I, I mean I, I said the same thing on movie talk the other day so i, I hope i'm right but i think i am is that well the only, I, the only reason i think it may be is because they just announced the cast for the live kim possible and said yeah, they were yeah, gonna yeah. be at d23 uh-huh. yeah 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 so before we wrap it up we are going to talk about our favorite part from the film okay. right after this. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. 
And we're back. So we are here with Mark Ellis of Collider and Schmoes. Thank you for being with us. I am so happy. Uh, that Wait, you I got rated to come this. In. Can we talk about that? Sure. Do you like rating? Like, I know that you sometimes there's like a, as far as having to give a number to a film. As a competitive human being and somebody that loves sports and statistics, then yes, I enjoy doing it. What I don't enjoy is when that number gets compared to every other number that I've given out. It's yeah. a fair thing to do because if I give this movie one number, then people look at the, like the one that it always gets compared to is that because we rank movies on a scale of zero to five schmoes. And if you give a movie five out of five schmoes, that means you thought it was just great. And so I rarely give that out, but I gave uh, Michael Bay's 13 hours, five out of five schmoes. <laughs> You're never going to live it <laughs> which down. Which I stand by. I you stand and my by mother. That you and my mom loved it, it's, Mark. It's a great war movie. Yeah. And But now people are like, any movie that comes out, like Force Awakens came out, okay, before, and they're like, so it's not as good as 13 hours? Oh, that sucks. And, and so you, you Have kind you addressed of, that with them? You, you kind of imprison yourself with that, as opposed to, to just saying like, oh, this movie, see it in theaters or or wait until it's on cable or that kind of thing. So, like, the fact that I assign such a specific number to everything, I get a little penalized for it. But, yeah. you know, it, anything to stimulate conversation and keep the community talking. And because I do love the conversation. Like, I, I do like talking about movies a whole lot. What kept you from giving this film a, a perfect score? Um, I thought that there there were the couple of things. Like, I really was disappointed that, that they laid it all on Star Lord, pretty much, that this all was his fault. Because he freaked out and punched Thanos right before they got the glove off him, um, I just thought that was like, like, come on, you know, hold it together. You were about to kill Gamora yourself an hour ago, and now you can't <laughs> hang in there for five more seconds. We can get this stupid glove off the guy. But um, he that was in love. Scarlet Witch, I think too. She, I like how much she liked Vision, but I'm sorry if I have that power that she has, <laughs> and they're trying to take a stone out of my boyfriend, are, and I'm seeing everybody uh -huh. else out there in the fields of Wakanda laying their lives on the line okay. fighting, and I know I can go out there and just snap my fingers and get rid of half of them. I'm gonna do that and then come back and see how my boyfriend's forehead stone is doing, and then um, the the whole Thanos like not feeling or maybe feeling love thing, but. Those are those are more nitpicky things. That I had such a good time in the movie. Yeah. So that's why it wasn't a perfect movie. But I still like I enjoyed the hell out of this it. This is so fascinating because all those things have to do with love, Mark. That you gave it. <laughs> I'm not kidding. So you can't per personally fathom loving someone so much that when you find out they're dead, like what happened with Peter, mm -hmm. is that he couldn't stop himself because he loved her so much. And right. then you go with Scarlett, she couldn't stop herself because she was so much in love. Mm -hmm. So I think it's more that you've never been in love with wow. someone so much. This is what we're finding wow. out about. Wow, this is getting deeper. I mean, I ain't gonna write it. to turn purple and my chin gets huge. Write it on the wall, but all the people who've read all the side comics to all of our careers at this table, you know. <laughs> That was deeper than rap. Uh, that was deeper than I rap. Love, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't think you are. And no, I but think I mean you that, might be accurate. I think, I think oh so. No, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think so. because It's the same way if you remember in the MCU episode and we said our inability to understand kind characters. That's mm -hmm. our fault, which I'm not saying I understand your issues. <laughs> okay, I'm See, I think I'm on. a kind character, though. No, you are. You are. You are a Goku. Yeah. 100%. You are Thank a Captain you. America. You're a Superman. You're a Goku. Yeah, you're a very 
kind-hearted. I think I'm more like a Hawkeye, except he has a family. Yeah, well, which, we didn't no. talk about that once. He was not in this movie. <laughs> him, him and Ant Man, and just... we don't even know if they disappeared or not. Like we, like they didn't even get us a cutaway to them to see if their wife. That or... should have been the mid credits. Dang, <laughs> it's a little emasculate like... if you're Hawkeye and you're hanging out with your family and like you can look up in the sky and see this huge battle happening, and your wife's like, "Honey, how come you're not fighting with them?" He's like, "I'm just waiting. I'm sure the the invitation got lost in the yeah, mail. yeah. I'm sure they're they're just calling. You know." Tony has that flip phone, so you know, it. and that gets explained, or maybe it will, in Ant Man and, and the Wasp in a few months here. And then Captain Marvel is March of next year, so that movie is going to take place in the '90s. That's going to be a nice setup for who this person is and why we had to call on her as the last mm-hmm. resort at the end of this post-credit scene. So it's I, all gonna here's, tie here's, here's the thing with the post-credit scene: I actually wasn't that jazzed about it as much as I did because. We already know Captain Marvel's coming up, mm-hmm. and I'm so used to the post credit scene kind of shining light on something that we didn't see coming. So, like, it just showing Captain Marvel's, you know, logo, mm-hmm. it, it kind of just was like, yeah, no, we knew that was coming out. Yeah, I thought they were going to show her. That's yeah. what I thought would have been better. Exactly. But like, um, wherever she was. Like, that's where I felt... I'm not wrong, right? Like the post credit scene usually tips its hat, except for the Avengers one where they had shawarma, but that was paying off like a joke. Or the some of the Thor ones, which are yeah, yeah. Similar. I mean, again, I think that we know so much about what's happening in this universe, and that like the ordinary layperson might not know. Yeah. But to that point, the ordinary person, like my mom, is going to go see this movie, and she's going to see that symbol, and she's not going to know what that symbol means. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, what what was that emoji on <laughs> on Sam Jackson's beeper? That's true. You know. But oh, that that was great. There was a lot of good payoffs in this movie, and I think that's probably the best payoff this movie had, which is trying to get Sam Jackson to say MF. Like, <laughs> since yes, since it is yes. in the world of Disney, it would or just even all the movies being PG thirteen, it would never be able to happen. <laughs> but they found a way mm-hmm. to sneak it. it in there, and I was like, man, this movie really did pay off a lot of stuff. Yeah, yes. it was. Uh, it, it was a very well done movie. It was a nice celebration of the last ten years. And you think mm-hmm. about like I, I remember being in the theater seeing Iron Man. And the way Iron Man kicks off with ACDC back in black, and it just rocks. And you're like, whoa, I'm thrown into something. The, to know that this was coming would have been impossible. To know it would have been on this scale would have been impossible. So not only do we get to see an awesome Avengers movie, I also got to find out that uh, I can't experience true love. Yeah. I think that was a good... So, okay, <laughs> learned a lot about myself this week. So, so we already know that... Uh, that Bark went ahead and gave this 4.5 out of 5 schmoes because he thinks it's not as good as 13 hours. Um, <laughs> I didn't even give this 4.5 schmoes. It was a little lower. It was oh, like, what? I think it was 3.9, oh, but if Lord. I was going to do if I was actually going to do it again, I think I'd probably get it over the 4 hump. Okay. You know? Well, uh, so let's go ahead uh, and give it how many nerdies we want to give it because, look, we'll ask the fans. If they like this episode, we'll do this for tentpole movies that we like, and I'm going to submit us to Rotten Tomatoes so that my love can affect uh, <laughs> the tomato meter. I might be able to lend a hand with that. Ooh. Uh, yeah. so see what I can do. G- go ahead and give it a rating, Danny. Um, I'll <laughs> give it a... No, now people are gonna judge mine. See, it's a you know hard what? job. It's a hard a job. I had. No, I got it. I got it. I'm giving it a nine out of ten nerdies, and this is why. Um, I thought the amount of work that the Russo brothers had to do to make this movie work, to take all of these characters, and I understand it was like we had to cut here and then cut here and then move here and here and here, but damn it, it was funny as hell. 
Like, I was trying to keep up with it, like, thinking even in their script, like, okay, and then they decided, okay, now we see Captain America. Okay, now we're going to check back in with these people. But, you know, it worked. And they were able to thread and blend these characters together. They made the the meeting of them so perfect. I just want to do a chef kiss. There we go. It was beautiful. I laughed a lot. And I don't, there's been other Marvel movies that are funny, but God, this one was just, it paid off with everyone meeting each other and all of these diverse personalities all coming together. So, and aside from that, the deaths and stuff, which is what I wanted. I wanted people to die. It wasn't the people that I thought were going to die, but yeah. So I give it a, a nine out of 10. I did want to say one of my favorite scenes before we move on was the battle with, we had a Koye and uh, Scarlet Witch and Black Widow, and they were all fighting together. I liked that against yeah. that horned lady. If I had to rank my three favorite scenes, like real quick, I'm putting just the when when Thor calls Rocket Sweet Rabbit. That is number three. It's so <laughs> funny. It killed me. And uh, the, number two is probably the reveal of Red Skull because I just thought that was so awesome oh, yeah. just to see Red Skull. Oh yeah. my god, it was so cool. Yeah. And then number one, it might be like that battle of Wakanda, and like all our heroes are are just beating the crap out of all these like weird like parademon things running towards them. And then Thor comes down yes. and just becomes the god of thunder. That, so cool. that might be my favorite scene in the movie as of right now. Yeah, that that was like you really saw Thor reach his peak as like, this is the Thor that when you think about it, we never really get to see. Like he's always been working his way up. Like this whole series has been his arc to being the Thor that we know who is the God of Thunder. Dude, do me a favor. I, I know you got a busy life. I know you got a busy schedule. You got a beautiful family. Take two and a half hours. You can come over to my place yeah, and you can watch you, Thor you Ragnarok. Later. You need to we see have Thor beer. Ragnarok. I was actually going to watch it last night and then I got tired. So don't worry. It's on the docket. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to go ahead and give it a 9.2 out of 10, nerdies. Woo. I would love to give it 10 out of 10. But here's the thing. Here's what will always break the threshold for 10 out of 10 nerdies for me. I love movies. I love watching it. I love movies and I love bread. But also, I love movies. <laughs> uh, I just felt like I said it very Oprah-like when I said it. Uh, but as much as I like them, there are very few movies I can watch multiple times. Same. So I love this movie. It got me so jazzed up, but I don't think I can go and watch it again. I don't think I'm going to go out of my way oh, to watch it. Oh, you don't think that you could go watch it in the same 24 hours because, you're, because your friend wants to go see it yeah. and yeah. therefore... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was like, "Why are you here, Danny?" And I said, "Because iffy." Yeah, yeah. Like I, like I thought about that. I was like, "Man, Danny had to sit through it twice." I don't think I could. I, I know off the top of my head four movies that I've seen multiple times with no problem, and those will be known go down in history out of my ten out of ten nerdies. Get out. When it came out, I think I saw it two times. Black Panther three times. Mad mm-hmm. uh, Max Fury Road two or three times. Uh, Big Lebowski. 10 times and counting. So who knows, you know, that's going to be my basis for 10 out of 10 nerdies. Can I, as much as I love it, sit through it again? Yeah, I don't think this has quite the rewatchability of like Captain America Civil War, the first Iron Man, the first Avengers to me. Spider-Man. Spider-Man Homecoming is pretty damn rewatchable. Like this one, it doesn't quite get there, but it's just got so much in it. Like this is a great cable movie. Because you're just going to be flipping channels and you land on this movie and you watch 20 minutes of it. Yeah. And then they break the commercial and then you go off with the rest of your life. It's not something like Jaws, where if Jaws is on TNT, 
I'm done for the next four hours. Like this, I'm watching the rest of this movie. This yeah. I can watch and I can wait until Thor and Rocket hang out, or I yeah. can I can see Red Skull come back, or I can see Thor land on Wakanda, and then I'm gonna be good with the rest of my day. Yeah. Also, the fifth movie I saw, uh, Moonlight. I saw that three times, which is like a heavy movie to watch through, mm-hmm. which really is like. Yeah. You really have to. I couldn't even watch Coco. I mean, I own it, and I haven't watched it again since I cried in theaters. See, was, sometimes, yeah. I, am I emotionally ready to go on this journey again? <laughs> yeah. And call all my family weeping. Not today. <laughs> Not today, Disney. Still haven't seen Coco either. Uh, if he, <laughs> gosh darn prepare, it. Prepare your tear ducts. Well, every yeah, I keep seeing that. Like, like whenever people are like, "Man, this thing gonna make oh, me cry." Oh, you're gonna cry. I was like, I gotta gotta pre- prepare myself. You're like, gonna I cry still like haven't... Thanos throwing a more off a cliff. <laughs> All right. Great. Where can people find you, Mark? Uh, you can find me. I just announced uh, some big shows I'm doing in New York City. Uh, June 7th and 8th, I'm at New York Comedy Club. Headline is my shows there. Should be some special guests popping in. And then that Saturday, I'm doing Fairfield Comedy Club in Fairfield, Connecticut. Yeah. So uh, you can get tickets at MarkEllisLive.com. Just if you just go Mark Ellis Live is pretty much anything that I'm doing, whether it's movie talk or Schmozner or whatever. And then um, working on a very uh, cool stand up show at Comic Con. So if you're going to be at Comic Con, definitely swing by. Cool. Is Iffy going to be on that show? Is Iffy going to be at Comic Con? Yeah. Is Iffy going to be? I'll probably be at Comic Con. Then there's a chance that Iffy might be on the show, but only if. <laughs> Only if mm-hmm. you watch Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, Coco. Let's okay. throw some more at him. Yeah, oh, wow. If he said has what to be we about do in the shadows. Coco. And... These are things we've recommended to him that he has taken his sweet ass time. Meanwhile, he's multiple watching other movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're you're watching Moonlight and crying three times. Just throw Thor Ragnarok in the mix. Is all we ask yeah. of you. All right. Well, you can find me at ifywadiway, I-F-Y-N-W-A-D-I-W-E, on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Ms. Danny Fernandez, M-S-D-A-N-I-F-E-R-N-A-N-D-E-Z. You know, if you could, if you like this podcast and you want more of it, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. (laughs) That would be very helpful. it helps us. It helps boost the numbers yeah. of this. And, you know, be kind to each other. Be kind to other nerds. There's probably going to be a lot of different feelings about this movie. You know, I like to tell people maybe don't talk about it publicly, loudly in your hotel lobby like we had people for The Force Awakens do. And I didn't have it ruined for me, but I could tell the workers working there or in your Uber. You know, like not everyone gets to see it opening weekend like you who's probably listening to this podcast. So just be mindful of, you know, service people around you when you're speaking loudly. Follow Nerdificent on Twitter and Instagram at Nerdificent. Like us on Facebook. Yeah, please do give us five-star review, like I said, at 200 50 reviews we're, we're gonna drop some stickers uh 500 i'll try and get some pins a thousand pop socket two thousand iffy and danny vinyl figures it's gonna be an estimation of those numbers probably not gonna be exact because of the time it takes for setup cost and t- but you know get to two thousand i want those figures oh yeah no it's gonna be cool <laughs> all right y'all this has been nerdificent stay nerdy y'all Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. 
visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.